Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, fellow feline enthusiasts. Welcome to another exciting episode of Cat Talk Radio. I'm Molly DeVos, your go-to certified cat behavior specialist. And as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and husband, Dewey Vaughn. Yay! Meowdy, everyone. Mm. Today's episode is going to be a real treat, as they all are. We're diving into the mysterious world of feng shui for cats. Yes, you heard it right. Feng shui for your feline friends. (laughs) That's right, Dewey. (laughs) (laughs) Now, some of you might be wondering, what on earth is feng shui, right? (laughs) Well, think of it as like the ancient art of arranging your environment to harmonize with natural flow of energy, right? But today, we're going to put a feline twist on it. Wow, feline twist. So, Molly, how does feng shui for cats work? Are we rearranging the cat boxes or scratching posts to align with the stars? (laughs) Not quite, Dewey. (laughs) (laughs) Feng shui for cats involves creating a peaceful and balanced environment. And and the point of all this is to enhance their well-being. Because, you know, cats are really, really intuitive creatures. And and they thrive in spaces with good energy flow. This is why, you know, many of you know that I'm a, a Reiki master. And, and I teach Reiki Level 1 for animals, specifically for volunteers to do Reiki on, on our stressed cats in the shelter. And that is a, a flow of energy. And cats really, really respond to energy flows. They are so sensitive to it. So let, let's, I, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, I don't know what feng shui is. It's kind of this Japanese thing. And, you know, it, it just, you know, I don't you put the accounting office in the corner or whatever, but, but feng shui translates to wind and water in English. And it's based on the belief that the arrangement of objects and objects within spaces of a home or other environments like the office, like I mentioned, can actually affect the flow of energy and in turn influence the the well-being and, and they think prosperity and success of of the beings that inhabit that space, right? Sounding kind of woo-woo, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I'm thinking maybe I need to be back down on Earth for a minute. He's going, she's gone all woo-woo on me, right? Yeah, but it's yeah. true, she's you know. In the clouds. Energy, energy flows all around us. Everything is made of energy, and how you know what frequency that energy is vibrating depends on how you know solid or dense an object is and so energy is flowing through and if we create obstacles in that flow of energy then then it does mess with things but there are basically five key principles of feng shui feng shui is very complicated but let me just kind of get you 
up to speed of, of what the five key principles are. And then we can talk about, you know, applying them to, to your cats and your cats in your space. So the first is yin and yang. Right, and that's the concept of balancing opposites, such as light and dark, or hot and cold, you know, to achieve harmony. And you've seen the yin yang symbol, the the white and the black, like little thing curled up in a circle, right? Mm-hmm. And and then there's the five elements, you know, the the natural elements: wood, fire, earth, metal, water. I don't know if you guys saw the movie Elemental. It was a, a kids you know, animated thing. Oh my gosh, it's adorable and and you should. But <laughs> but they're considered the the earth elements are considered fundamental elements of feng shui. And then there's a thing called bagua, and that's an octagonal map of the directions, like northeast, southwest, northeast, southeast, that kind of thing. So there's like eight directions and it's used in feng shui to identify areas of your space that correspond to different aspects of life such as wealth career family and health so if you look at a bagua and that's spelled b-a-g-u-a you can go up there and google it and and get images for a bagua octagonal map and you'll kind of see like you know north applies to one area of your life and so on and so forth we we use it i, I had a job Japanese client and went to their offices in Tokyo and they absolutely used the the Bagua map to align like where wealth direction is you put your accounting people and and that sort of thing so it's it's used right and then and then just basic compass directions right the feng shui pack fraction oh gosh practitioners is what i'm trying to say will often use uh, like a traditional chinese compass which is called a lao pan to determine the orientation of a building or space right and the compass readings help in applying specific feng shui remedies based on the direction of things and then the fifth principle is clutter clearing and this is considered essential in feng shui to allow for that positive energy f- to flow freely like i said you don't want to have clutter blocking your flow of energy through the house okay so that was a lot to take in and so where <laughs> do we start with all this do we need to hire a kitty interior decorator Ooh, now that's sounding like a new field i should get into uh-huh. <laughs> I think I'd like that. (laughs) Actually, you know, when it comes to it, um, I do offer a service. I've started offering a new service of of environmental evaluation for like an enrichment evaluation service. You know, you may not be having a specific problem with your cat, but you may want to know if there are ways to improve or enhance your home so that your cat feels better. And um, yeah, if you go to our website, catbehaviorsolutions.org under the services tab you can you can read all about it i haven't quite dove into let me help you make a feng shui environment for your cat because i'm not really a feng shui (laughs) you know i'm not proficient in it let's say but but you can create a feng shui environment for cats pretty easily and and it can absolutely enhance their well-being and contribute to a more harmonious living space for them you know cats may not explicitly follow the feng shui principles of course because some aspects of this 
you know, this practice can absolutely, though, positively influence their both their physical and emotional health. Okay, like the positive energy flow. <clears throat> yes, like that. Yeah. A harmonious environment can reduce stress and anxiety in cats as well as people. I mean, a lot of people Absolutely. use this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It can also improve their overall health and behavior. Happy cat, happy life, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, feng shui, the whole point of feng shui is that it aims to create a balanced and harmonious environment with good energy flow. That's kind of the bottom line. And yes, that contributes to that peaceful atmosphere for both the cats and their owners, right? That means better well-being for everybody. So, you want to avoid placing your cat's belongings in high traffic areas or near noisy appliances, right? Cats enjoy having their food, water, and litter box in quiet, peaceful spots where they can do their business without interruption. And you also can provide, you know, like what we call a, the cat super highway, you know, shelving systems high up on the wall that lead to beds and places to lounge. And they even have those uh, ceiling hung um, uh, walkways. In fact, we're going to we're going to talk a lot about that in an upcoming webinar next week, which is called um, Catifying Your Environment. How do you catify your environment but keep cats off certain things? So join us for that. And and if you're listening to this podcast past when it came out live, just simply go to our YouTube channel under our webinar lists and and you'll see that there. But join us if you can. Um, So, you know, by providing those super cat high waves gives them, you know, their own means of traversing through the home, not only, you know, through areas that aren't cluttered and obstructing the energy flow, but also without fear of getting stepped on or, you know, an unseen. Because a cat, there's nothing a cat hates more than being in a room and you walk through and you don't see it. You don't look over and acknowledge and go, I know you're there. I see you watching me. You know, <laughs> so we can also apply some of the feng shui principles such as placing their beds in calm and quiet areas, you know, that that can help create a conducive environment for restful sleep, which is, you know, one of the big things about feng shui is where to position your bed. You know, that feng shui says you should position your bed where you can see the entry door, because if you don't, it might interrupt your sleep. You know, the, the thought process is you'd be worried about who's coming in to get you. You want to be able to see your bedroom door and you should position your cat's bed right where they can see all the entry and exit doors. Because remember, cats are always a bit paranoid, too. They're both predator and prey. So they're always kind of wondering what's going to get me, who's going to come in. Uh oh. You know, even the most confident cat is a little, you know, concerned on guard, like Pico. He has a uh, a tall scratching post that leads up to stairs that lead up to a, a bed. And he can see the front door from there. He can see the back door from there. He can see the side door from there. And nobody can reach up and touch him because he's out of view, you know, out of reach. He's like 10 foot up off the ground. So, and he really likes it. That's his favorite space because it's such a safe zone and it's good feng shui. Wow. Good feng shui. That's that's a good example. Do we need to improve our cat toys, uh, which are made out of different earth elements? (laughs) <laughs> well, 
no, that's not exactly how we incorporate the earth elements into <laughs> cat feng shui. But <laughs> what we would do, it would be things like plants or water features and sunlight. You know, having a having a fountain. I used to have an indoor fountain in my warehouse. And when my Japanese client, I'll never forget when he first came in to interview me for his business, he said, oh, your office is very feng shui. You know, did you hire someone? I said, no, I didn't hire anybody. I just designed it and did it myself. He's like, you have very natural, you know, natural calling to what feng shui is and how energies flow. And one of the things I had was one of those, you know, kind of fake rock, but, you know, pretty big water fountains in the center. It was like this big center walkway and off to the side. And my cats that also lived in the warehouse, um, loved it they would get on that fountain and drink out of it not just a, a cat water fountain because i don't actually use those because they get slimy too fast we just make sure he's got a fresh bowl of water but they love water features right and as i said sunlight you know and having indoor plants uh, of course that are safe for cats now there is a long list of plants that are not safe for cats so go out there and google it there's, you know, lots of poison control centers that have those lists put together for you. And you'd be surprised how many blooming plants are toxic to cats. So make sure your plants are safe, but they like them. They might want to taste them and munch on them. And as long as they're safe, that's okay. But access to sunlight is really important, right? It's, it's just, you know, cats, cats soak up that sunlight. It's a warm, it's a little bit of outdoor coming in. And it just, it really just, all of that creates a real vibrant and engaging and interactive environment for them using those natural earth elements. You know, cats do like basking in the sun, sunlight for sure. So make sure they're cozy spots near the window for them to lounge in in the sunlight. I mean, we see our cat finding those spots all the time. We have a little bed next to the window too that they that he gets up on and enjoys the sunlight. So sunlight is like cat's version of spa day, like a sunbeam sauna. What's <laughs> next, Molly? Yeah, you bring up a good point because Feng Shui does encourage the use of natural light and proper ventilation, actually, is another thing. And, of course, that's not only beneficial for the overall energy flow in a space, but it can also positively impact the cat and your mood and health. Yay, that's right. I'd like to have a little sunshine, too. It's been so cold lately, I'll take some more of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that makes sense, though. Now... What about the litter box? Is there feng shui approved position for that? I mean, you pee to the north, pee to the south, you feel better or what? <laughs> well, not exactly feng shui approved, but definitely cat approved, right? Okay. You want to want to make sure that that litter box is in a private low traffic area, but not too confined. All right, because you want the cat to not feel like it's in a high traffic area. People are walking by and, you know, the good example of that is we used to feed Pico in our laundry room, but that's kind of a high traffic area to our master closet and into the kitchen. So we were in and out and in and out. And I accidentally stepped on his tail in the middle of the night in the dark as I was walking through and he wouldn't eat. 
he would go to eat. And then if he saw anybody around, he'd stop eating and run out of the room. So we moved where we fed him to a, to a less high traffic area. And the same thing too with the litter box. Wants to be private, but not too private, right? Because they don't need to feel trapped. That's why we don't recommend closed top litter boxes or litter boxes in end tables or a cabinet or things like that. The box needs to be open so that they can see people and other cats coming in. Otherwise, they're going to be afraid they're going to be ambushed. So out of the way in kind of a quiet area, but not not super enclosed. You mentioned clutter in the feng shui principles do cats really care about that <laughs> well yes feng shui emphasizes the importance of decluttering and maintaining tidy spaces and a clean and organized living environment is not only beneficial for the humans of course but also for the cats absolutely because we need to provide them with ample space to move around. And, you know, that reduces stress. And Feng Shui also suggests using a balanced and harmonious color palette in home design. And cats, you know, they they may not be as attuned to specific colors as we do, but a visually appealing and calming environment can absolutely have positive effects on their stress levels. It absolutely can. I mean, you look at our house. Our house, thankfully, Dewey and I were on the same page when we met because when you have a clutter person and a clean freak in a relationship, things can go south fast. And yeah. thankfully, we're both very tidy, very neat, very organized, almost to the point of OCD. Not quite, but almost. And so our home is very clean, very clutter-free, and there's lots of open spaces, and it is in kind of a neutral tone. You know, it's a off-white and black. It's, it's a very neutral color palette. And I like to think Pico is less stressed because of it. <laughs> you know, a peaceful coexistence with our feline friends is the key to a perfect home. <laughs> yes, that's Any true. Anything else we should know, Molly? Well, you know, another aspect of Feng Shui is it encourages the understanding of the needs and preferences of individuals within the space, right? And so applying that principle to cats, you know, involves providing scratching posts, cozy hideouts, elevated perches, respecting their natural instincts and behaviors. You know, it's, it's important to create an environment where your cat can express its wild cat behaviors. And it's also important to note that, you know, cats have unique personalities and preferences. So creating a feng shui environment for them, you know, may involve observing and adjusting based on their individual behaviors and reactions. You know, while some aspects of feng shui may benefit cats indirectly through the creation of harmonious living space, the primary focus should always be on meeting the specific needs and preferences of the individual cat. 
And here's a good example of that. We, Pico is, you know, pretty confident, but we fostered a very, very insecure, unsocialized, didn't have any human interaction. She was about a year old, basically a feral cat, but it came from a hoarding case. It was an indoor cat. And she, in the middle of the night, would climb up on the bed and sleep with us. But if anybody moved or got up, she'd jump down and go under the bed. So I put a wool, natural material, uh, wool cat cave. In fact, I think we sell these on our website too. We put this cat cave under the bed for her so that she would, we have radiant heat in the floor too. So it's warm down there and she would have a natural, nice, cozy place to curl up, you know, in a, in a safe zone, somewhere she felt comfortable. I wasn't going to force her out of there. She was coming out on her own. And interestingly enough, now that she's gone on to her adoptive home, Pico hangs out under there and he's never been a hiding cat. He's not hiding. He just, I guess he thinks this is a cool spot for a bed. One of his 15 different beds he has in the house, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow. You know, this is great. Just remember folks to observe your cat's behavior. They'll tell you if they're in love with their new feng shui inspired digs. And of course, don't forget to throw in some interactive toys and yes. playtime to keep things lively. Yep. So, and that's a wrap for today's Cat Talk radio episode. I want to thank you all for tuning in with us today on Cat Talk Radio. If you have any questions or topics you would like to cover or have us look at or have Molly research and dive into with for future episodes, Please feel free to email them to molly, M-O-L-L-Y, at Cat Talk Radio. Yes, and you can help us another way. I mentioned earlier going to our store, um, catbehaviorsolutions.org, and all proceeds of anything you buy there for your cat goes to benefit our nonprofit. And our nonprofit is dedicated not only to helping you take better care of your cat and bond with your cat, but also helping shelters and helping people in shelters learn how to how to address the needs of the stressed cats in their environment. And we like to keep cats in their home. We do not want to keep cats in the shelter because shelter euthanasia is the Number one cause of death in cats. You got that right, Dewey. Sad fact it <laughs> is in the United States. Yeah. It sure is. So we're going to keep doing that as long as that's the case. Thanks for tuning in with us today. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. Goodbye, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. 
stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.